Hi, you guys. Welcome to the Inner Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina. If you are a new or a returning listener, welcome. Today is a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day to grow together. It's a beautiful day to tap in to your inner journey. And we're going to be talking about wellness day. We're going to be talking about different ways, different tips and tricks to be more wellness focused. I think wellness is something that we're all constantly working towards and it's a beautiful thing. And I'm excited to share with you guys some of the things that are important to me, some of the basics that I tap into on how to be more wellness focused. And hopefully it will leave you with a little something tangible to implement into your life and to help you increase your wellness. So let's dive into it. I'll see you guys on the other side and let's get growing. Let's do it. Okay, you guys, let's talk about wellness and let's talk about different ways to be more wellness focused. The first thing that I want to do, which you guys know I love to do in a lot of my episodes, is to just lay down the base, is to get clear on what even is wellness, right? What does it mean to be connected to your wellness? And when I think about wellness, what it means to me at least is this ability to be well, right? To be well, it's not just about eating a certain way or working out in a certain way or even about what you look like. It's about what you feel like. It's about that internal part of you and being connected with the things that make you feel like your best self. And there are little things that you can implement to help with that, to help you feel better. And as a holistic health coach, when I think about my wellness, I like to integrate things that I'm doing for my body, things that I'm doing for my mind, things that I'm doing for my heart, and then things that I'm doing for my soul. And heart and soul, to me, kind of go together, but that's what we're going to dive into today. We're going to talk about some little habits and little tips and tricks that you can implement to connect more with your holistic wellness. So we're going to start out with physical health, physical wellness. I think this is important. I think it's something a lot of people want to focus more on and want to prioritize more and life can get busy, right? Things happen. And so finding different ways to connect with your physical health and to feel well physically is really important for like longevity reasons and also just for your overall happiness. So the first thing that's super underrated is drinking enough water. I remember in 2020, I think it was like before 2020, I did not drink water, guys. Like I just was not someone who drank a lot of water. Maybe I'll occasionally have a cup of water. But when I did the 75 hard, which I did in 2020, that's how I started my content creation journey on TikTok way back when I was drinking a gallon of water. And I don't think you need to drink a gallon of water every single day. Like I don't even drink a gallon of water every single day now. But drinking like two liters of water, like two big water bottles a day, it has made me feel so, so good. It helps with so many things. Like obvious things are your skin, your digestion, your energy. All of that is improved by drinking water. We're made of so much water. Like our body has so much water inside of it. So hydrating and giving that to ourselves is so magical and it's just really important. And I want to give you guys a couple of tips on how to make drinking water something more present in your life. I notice a lot in my parents, they don't drink a lot of water. What ends up happening and the reason they don't drink water is that one, 
they don't use a water bottle, and two, they often reach for drinks at meals and at situations like that that are not water. They drink a lot of iced tea, coffee, diet sodas, and things like that, and because they're reaching for those liquids, they don't create the habit of reaching for water. And that is it. Like that's what it boils down to is creating the habit of reaching for water. And I think what helps the most, to be honest, is having a water bottle and a big water bottle that is easy to drink from. And when you go to drink your water, do like a 10 second sip or a 10 second gulp. In 10 seconds, you can drink a lot of water. And in doing that, that already helps you increase your water intake. Because if you're just taking your water bottle and you're just taking like a small little sip, you're not going to make much progress with getting through a whole water bottle in a day. So that is like the biggest hack. And getting into the habit of when the water bottle is empty, you fill it up. You go to the kitchen and you fill it up so that it's always filled up. And just aim to get two water bottles into your body. I use the Stanley Quencher and it's like 0.75 liters, I think. So I aim to drink two, ideally like two and a half of them. And I love the Stanley Quencher because there's something about like the shape of it the little straw that they have it just makes drinking water so easy like I end up drinking a lot of water in one like sip because the straw just has something about it it just works really well so that's what I would recommend like those are my biggest tips on how to increase your ability to drink water okay next is movement movement has so many benefits for our physical wellness One of the main ones for me is the benefit that I get of the endorphins, right? When you move your body and you finish a workout, you finish off that workout in a better mood, but also more energized, especially if you do it consistently. Like in the beginning, if you're someone who doesn't work out that much, you might not feel the endorphins because you're going to be feeling like pain or just you might feel like you're not that strong and you might be judging your ability to do the movements. But with time, as you like do it more and you get a little bit better at the movements that you show up for, it actually gives you those endorphins and it feels so incredible. So that is something that I always encourage people to do, but you have to do it for the right reason because for so long in my life, I was moving my body because I was trying to shrink myself or I thought that I had to look a certain way or I was doing certain workouts and I didn't really even enjoy the experience. It just felt kind of like a punishment. And so connecting with movement from a loving place and knowing that I'm moving my body because it feels really good and because it helps me show up better in life, because it gives me energy. All of those things have helped me show up for it consistently and also finding workouts that I actually enjoy. Like that's so important. And ultimately to make showing up for movement a bigger part of your life, you also have to figure out what types of movement you like, what workouts you enjoy, because if you enjoy the movement that you're doing, it's so much better. It's actually so much better. And it might take you a little while to figure that out. And you might have to try something a couple of times before you actually are able to determine if you like it or not. Like you can't just try it once and be like, I hate this. Maybe try it a second time or a third before you completely exit from your life. But you can find movement that you like. Maybe it's long walks. Maybe it's going to a cycling class. Maybe it's reformer Pilates. Maybe it's running, but like with a group. Maybe it's workouts at home like from a workout app or from youtube like just try a bunch of different things you can try like sports you can try dance dance cardio like there's 
endless opportunities and endless options for you to pick from. But moving your body is one of the biggest ways to increase your wellness for sure because over time, they can, that can improve your longevity. It can improve your heart rate. It can improve your energy. It can improve your sleep. Just so many benefits. But also, you have to be mindful of not overdoing it with exercise because there is a fine line there. Like if you go overboard with movement and you go overboard with only doing very intense exercises and working out for two hours a day every single day and never taking rest days, you're going to up your cortisol. You're going to stress out your body and that's not necessarily good either, right? So in moderation, exercise is amazing and within a balance and a range of frequency that works for you. Okay, up next is prioritizing sleep. That is such a powerful way for you to be more wellness focused. Like truly, truly, truly it is. And that is something that I have learned more recently in my life because I for so long was someone who didn't have sleep hygiene. I would go to bed pretty late, like get into bed 11.30 and then just end up falling asleep late and waking up tired. And Taking care of your sleep is so essential for your energy, for your skin, for your overall health. So really, really make that a priority in your life and you're going to instantly notice so much benefit. But I want to share it with you guys some more tangible ways on how to make sleep a priority for you and how to improve your sleep because it's something that I have recently kind of like mastered a little bit, I will say. And it's come with a lot of trial and error, that's for sure. But still a work in progress. And again, we're not aiming for perfection. Like for example, I know that if I'm going out to dinner with a friend, if I'm going out with my friends somewhere to a concert, like I'm inevitably going to get less sleep. And it's like, how do you do that in balance? Like how do you know when it's time to come home? How do you stay okay with like that happening and then still prioritize going to bed a little bit earlier on the other days? Like be kind to yourself and also like leave room for you to be human, for you to have fun because that's important as well. When it comes to sleep hygiene, here's what I will say has worked for me. Okay, so I'm going to run you guys through my current night routine and what's been working for me on nights when I am not going out. On nights when I'm just home, like it's a weekday, I'm working from home, this is what I do. Ideally, I like to finish work by 6.30. Because that's when my timing with my night routine is the best. But that doesn't happen every single day because being self-employed is a journey. And some days I start meetings later in the day and end up finishing work a little bit later. But my ideal is like max 7.30. Once I finish work, I like making dinner. I'll eat dinner with Pedro. We'll eat together. And then we will watch an episode sometimes of a show that we're enjoying together. Or we won't watch any TV. But after that, I make a little magnesium drink. I've been loving the magnesium powder from Moon Juice. It's like this pink powder. It tastes like raspberry jello. It's so good. I put that in my water. I drink my magnesium and then I go to the bathroom to start my unwinding routine. So I like take off my contacts. I clean my face, do my skincare, which is very simple at night. Usually I just like take off my makeup, cleanse my face, and then do some like serum and moisturizer. And brush my teeth and lay in bed with my cute little glasses, my PJs and read. And reading a book for me is what helps me the most with like stopping overthinking because if you're like scrolling on your phone right before bed, it's really likely that you're going to overthink before you fall asleep, especially if you're already an overthinker. Pedro actually scrolls before bed and he's able to just like 
turn his phone off and fall asleep. But I'm not like that. And I know a lot of people are not like that. And I really find it takes me way longer to sleep if I do scroll like 30 minutes before bed. So I try to put my phone away like after we eat dinner and like when you're, we're watching your show or like when I'm having my magnesium, like I'm already not scrolling. And I read and the moment that I start to get sleepy, I don't push past that. I just put my book away and I'm like, okay, I can continue reading this tomorrow and I go to sleep. And that is my night routine and that has helped me a ton. So unwinding, actually stopping work, having dinner, having my magnesium drink, doing my skincare, and then hopping into bed to read. It's not that complicated, but it's really lovely. You can also just take a magnesium capsule. I was doing that before, but recently I've been loving my magnesium drinks. So that is that is it for my sleep routine. And I have to say my aura ring has been very happy recently. I've been getting very good aura ring scores, which is very exciting. Like guys, I used to not get good aura ring scores for sleep and for um, my readiness. And I've become like a triple star person every single day for the last like 10 days or like week, two weeks. So it's been very exciting. I'm very proud of myself for that. And the last habit and tip and trick that I will share about physical health is relating to eating. I think that eating healthy is very important to me. Eating healthy meals, eating enough protein, eating fiber, eating whole foods, all of those things are important to me. Why? Because that helps me nourish my guts, give myself nutrients, give myself energy, which are all lovely things. But I actually do these things because I enjoy eating healthy. Like I make eating healthy also delicious and that makes me look forward to my home-cooked food. That makes me look forward to the experience of cooking. That makes me look forward to the recipes that I make. And I'm not eating healthy because I'm trying to shrink myself or because I'm trying to look a certain way. I am simply doing that because I love it and because it gives me energy and it helps my bowel movements and that makes me feel great and it's just out of love. And that is so important when it comes to truly being well. It's working on your relationship with food and finding a way where you can make eating healthy and cooking a yummy and delicious experience for you, but also realizing that you don't have to eat like that all of the time to be well. And you deserve to leave room for other moments to interact with food, whether that means you're going out to a restaurant with friends or enjoying the bread with olive oil when it comes out at dinner when you're eating out or leaving room to go get ice cream with your friends or your partner or having a drink at dinner if you want, like going and getting that pastry that you are craving, like leaving room for these little moments is so important and realizing that you deserve them. You deserve that balance. And when you tell yourself that you deserve these things and you leave room for them and you tell yourself, okay, if I want to have dessert, I can totally have it. It's actually way better because you don't have a lack mindset around food in that way. And when you give yourself that permission, you realize that, okay, I actually don't want a dessert today. That's totally fine. But then when I do want dessert, I can have it. And like that freedom is so beautiful and it comes down to that self-love and that ability to give yourself permission to enjoy these things. And at the same time, connecting with healthy eating from a loving place and out of 
like I actually want this for myself. Like I actually want to nourish my body and it's out of wanting to feel good because I know that when I eat these things, I feel my best. My gut is better. Like all of that, like having a core why for why you choose to eat healthy, that's out of love, not out of shame, self-judgment and guilt or like trying to shrink yourself. And at the same time, giving yourself freedom around food, that is so important to me when it comes to my wellness. Okay, let's switch gears and talk about the mind. Let's talk about mental health and little ways to support your mental well-being. The first thing that I will share that is kind of obvious, I think, is create a mindfulness practice in your life. This doesn't have to be annoying. It doesn't have to be something that you should be doing, that you have to be doing. It can be something that you look forward to. And again, the way to help yourself look forward to your mindfulness practice is to make it enjoyable and also to have a very clear why. For me, my mindfulness practice these days has been looking like five minutes of meditation in the morning and 10 minutes of journaling. And I consider journaling a mindfulness practice because you are connecting with your mind, you're connecting with your thoughts, you're putting them on paper, and you're also helping yourself clear mental clutter, you're helping yourself understand yourself better. And when you're journaling, you can't be doing anything else. You have to be completely present and doing that thing with mindfulness. And so those are two things that I have been doing that have been helping me connect with my mindfulness. But the reason for me that it has become very fun and something I love and I'm looking forward to is that I have been having matcha and greens with water while I'm journaling. And while and before I meditate, I found an app that has very cool meditations that I'm enjoying a lot called Balance. I also really like the app Open. I also play like either jazz music or like some very chill music. There's a playlist called Ambient X on Spotify that I like a lot. So I've been playing that while I journal. And all of that has just made the experience something I look forward to and something I want to prioritize in the morning. So that's what I would recommend to you when it comes to creating a mindfulness practice is realize that it can be fun and then come up with a why. And for me, my why is that I want to manage my stress and I want to know myself. I want to understand myself and I want to be more chill. Like I need to chill out. I need to slow down. And that is my why. Like I know these two things help me achieve all of that. So that's why I do it. And that's why I sometimes have to be diligent and have to show up for them even when I don't really feel like it. And so that's what I would say. And don't fall to a perfectionist mindset. It's like, if you miss your meditation today, it's fine. Just do it tomorrow. Show up again and don't give up on it. Okay, the next thing when it comes to the mind and mental well-being is managing stress, which, as I said, is my biggest reason why I do my mindfulness practices. But Managing stress is really important because if your stress is out of whack, if your cortisol is out of whack and you're just always stressed out, it's really hard to be well. It's really hard to feel at peace. It's really hard to find flow in life. So you have to make that a priority. And I think we live in a pretty stressful world, right? With the pace of life that we have these days, with just the amount of information we're flooded with all the time. And the ability we have to always multitask, like there's just so much going on all the time. So learning to manage your stress is really important. And the first part of that is acknowledging what is your biggest source of stress right now? Maybe 
there's a life event happening, like maybe you're moving or maybe you're changing jobs or maybe you just got into a relationship or you just ended a relationship or you just ended a friendship or you just moved out of your parents' house. Like you just had kids, like something big. Like if something big happened, that can be a stressor or if something's about to happen, that can be a stressor. But also maybe you're just stressed out in general about your relationship. You're stressed out in general about your work. So just first realize where your stress is coming from. Like it's really important to know the root because that's when you can kind of start doing something about it. And I really think of stress management in two ways. There is proactive stress management and then there's reactive. So there's things you can do proactively ahead of time to minimize your stress and to keep it at bay. And then there's things that you can do when you're already stressed out to help yourself. So for me, some of the things that I do proactively to prevent my stress is movement. For me, it's such a release. Like if I don't work out for an extended period of time, I'm way more on edge, and way more stressed out. So movement for me is huge. Also meditation and journaling, which are two habits that I was very disconnected from since like August of 2023. And I recently reintroduced them and I've been noticing what a difference it's already made in my stress levels. And the app that I've been using for my meditation, which is called Balance, like on that app, you can tell the app like what your main focus is or your main reason is for wanting to meditate. And I input that my main focus is stress management or like reducing my stress. So they make tailored personalized meditations for me based on my goals. And that's really cool. And then something else that I do that I've been doing for a few months in a row now is I take this supplement called Daily Calm. It's from the brand Within, which is spelled as W-T-H-N. And this supplement has a bunch of different herbs. It's like a Chinese medicine supplement and it makes me feel great. And I think now that I've been using it for definitely three, but it's probably more months in a row, I've been feeling so much better. Like I have noticed my anxiety reduced a lot. But I also think finding a sense of routine in general can really help with your stress and getting enough sleep. When you're underslept, like when you're sleep deprived, your stress is so much higher, both physically and mentally, because you're not giving your brain enough time to like fully reset. You're not giving yourself time to like just get enough REM sleep or deep sleep, which are so important for like emotional stability and restfulness and energy and all of that. So sleep is so important. And then the reactive stress management is when you're already in that moment and you're freaking out and you're really stressed, the number one thing that helps me is writing things down. Whether I'm like writing out a to-do list of like everything that I have to do, I don't have to do it all today. I just have to get it out of my head. Writing a to-do list, so key. And also mind dumps. Just like write out everything that's in your brain. Like no one has to read your journal. Just write it out. It's so helpful. Something else that's really great is venting, venting to a friend or just vent to someone who makes you feel safe, seen, and understood. If you don't have a person like that in your life, you can vent to your voice memo app on your Apple phone, on your iPhone. If you don't have someone in your life that makes you feel like that, you can always vent to your voice memo app on your iPhone. But if you do, whether it's a partner, a friend, a family member, or a therapist, or a coach, Lean on those people because those people are there for you. And setting the intention before you vent to them always helps. Just be like, hey, really need someone to talk to. Can I please talk to you? Like, 
can I just vent? Like, I just need to get this off my chest. Like, I don't need advice. I don't need you to solve anything for me. Can you just hear me out for a sec? I really need to talk to someone. Boom. There you go. You set the intention. They know what they can do to support you and you were set up for success. That's so great. And the next thing or the next two things are disconnect from your phone. Like when you're already in that stressed out state, disconnect from your phone. Because if you go on your phone and you start consuming content and consume more information, it's probably only going to cause you to get more overstimulated and therefore more stressed out. So that's something I try to do. And then go for a shower or do something that's going to get you to release energy. So maybe you can take a shower meditation where you're visualizing the water just washing away all your stress and all the things you're worrying about. Maybe you just do a long walk with some music like just do something to disconnect and to like allow the emotions to move through you that helps a lot okay the last part of tips and tricks to be more wellness focused ties into your heart and your soul the first thing in this list is make time for fun and play in life yes it's so important to make money and to get things done and to be productive and to have a good job that you like and all these things but life is not only about that like i really believe you do not live to work you work so that you can live and it's so important to find that fun in life and figure out different things you can do to activate that play to activate that inner child to activate that sense of joy inside of you so just throwing out some ideas. Maybe just play some music, dance around in your living room. Maybe buy a coloring book and color. Make time to read some fiction books and like connect with another universe or paint or go take a pottery class or go take an actual dance class just for fun. You don't have to be good at it. Just do it for fun. Or go lay down in the park and have a picnic or go to a concert with your friends or have a game night with your friends. Buy a Wii and like just play some games or play cards or watch your favorite YouTuber or your favorite comfort show. Like make time for these activities that are fun for you because that is so important for your overall wellness and it's so under talked about. So make time for that. And another thing that's really important for your soul, but I think also for your mental health too, is keeping your space clean, is taking care of your environment. So declutter your house, maybe do like five minute cleanups every day where you just like take away anything that's like in the surfaces, run your dishwasher, like clean your kitchen, do a weekly reset in your house, like wash your sheets. Like it doesn't have to be all of these things, but do some of them, do one of them. And that can help so much. Like clean out your freezer. When was the last time you did that? Like wash your water bottle, keep care of your space and make your home your sanctuary because that way you can help your body feel safe and you can help yourself unwind and you'll feel so much better mentally and in terms of like your heart and your soul like this is so important it's so nourishing so that's something that's become super important to me and the last thing is social support is lean on your people lean on your friends on your partner your parents your grandparents your uncles aunts cousins your friends from your workout class your local barista your doorman like whoever it is in your life like 
talk to people, smile at people, find community, connect with people around your favorite hobbies, connect with your friends, like make time for those people in your life, call your call your favorite people, FaceTime them, check in on them, and really prioritize your social interactions because I think with the pandemic, but also just like with the evolution of time, like we're becoming more and more technological and that causes us to become more and more isolated and more in our own homes, right? Like I'm self-employed. I'm a like full-time content creator and coach. Like all the work that I do is virtual. It's on my computer. It's by myself. I don't really have a big team. So I have to go out of my way to prioritize social interaction. And maybe you are caught up in like the little bubble of your work and the people you interact with there, but it's really important to find friends and community outside of that and also lean in your family and your loved ones and your family of choice. So that's something I learned a lot last year. I've talked about it multiple times on the podcast, but it's really important. And hopefully I'll be able to host some in real life events for inner growth this year so you guys can meet each other in New York and it will be great. So hopefully I can foster that for your wellness as well. So those are all of the things. Let's do a little recap. So for your physical health, hydrate, make sure you get your sleep, move your body and nourish it, but also leave room to have freedom around food and allow food to be a source of joy for you. For your mind, Find ways to manage your stress and create a mindfulness practice and also keep your space neat and make your home a sanctuary and remember that a cleared space equals a cleared mind. And then for your soul, have fun, play, make time for that and make time for your social interactions and your social connections with people and your community. Let me know in the comments in the YouTube if you're watching this, what resonated with you. If you're even listening to this on Spotify and Apple, you can just open up YouTube app and type inner growth and then drop a comment there. I really would love to hear from you on what you're taking away or what's one of these practices that you're going to start implementing in your life that maybe you haven't been prioritizing. And yeah, that is all for today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube and hit the plus icon and the subscribe button on Spotify to be in the loop of all future episodes. Love you all so, so much. Follow us at innergrowth.co on Instagram so you can be in the loop of all things podcast and get some inspiring quotes on your feed. I will see you guys next week. And until then, don't forget to water yourself. And I love you all so much. Bye-bye.